hard to find in the morning papers It's hard to find in the magazines It doesn't matter what show you tune in It's hard to find on a TV screen But it's on talk radio Truth is on talk radio we're back, ladies and gentlemen, second hour of the National Intel Report on this 29th of January, 2009. He advised how he had been a high-degree Mason in the Scottish Rite, talking about John Robinson, in the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. He had been invited by Adam Weishaupt to Europe, where he had been given a revised copy of Weishaupt's conspiracy. However, although he tended to go along with it. Professor Robinson did not agree with it and therefore published his informed book, including details of the Bavarian government's investigation into the Illuminati and the French Revolution. At the age of 21, Nathan Mayer Rothschild leaves Frankfurt for England, where a large sum of money given to him by his father sets up banking house in London. In 1806, Napoleon of France states that it is his object to remove the house of Hesse Castle from the rulership and to strike it out of the list of powers. On hearing of this, Prince William IX of the Hesse Hanau goes to Denmark and entrusts his fortune valued at $3 million at that time to none other than Mayor Amschel Rothschild for safekeeping. In 1810, Sir Francis Barring and Abram Gold, uh, Goldsmith die. This leaves Nathan Mayor Rothschild as a remaining major banker in England. Solomon Mayer Rothschild goes to Vienna, Austria and sets up the bank. M. von Rothschild of the uh, Und Sohn, rather, in 1811. The charter for the Rothschilds Bank of the United States runs out and Congress votes against its renewal. Nathan Mayer Rothschild is not amused and he states... Either the application for renewal of this charter is granted, or the United States will find itself involved in a most disastrous war. However, the United States stands firm and the charter is not renewed, which causes Nathan Mayer Rothschild to issue another threat. Teach those impudent Americans a lesson. Bring them back to colonial status. In 1812, backed by Rothschild's money, and Nathan Mayer Rothschild's orders, the British declare war on the United States. The Rothschild's plan was to cause the United States to build up such a debt in fighting this war that it would have to surrender to the Rothschilds and allow the charter for the Rothschild-owned First Bank of the United States to be renewed. Well, Mayor Amschel Rothschild dies. In his will, he lays out specific laws that the House of Rothschild were to follow. All key positions in the family business were to be held by family members. Only male members of the family were allowed to participate in the family business. This included a reported sixth secret son. It is important to note that Mayor Amschel Rothschild also has five daughters. So today, the spread of the Rothschild Zionist dynasty without the Rothschild name is far and wide, and Jews believe the mixed offspring of a Jewish mother is solely Jewish. No public inventory of his estate was to be published. No legal action was to be taken with regard to the value of the inheritance. The eldest son of the eldest son was to become the head of the family. 
By the way, this condition could only be overturned when the majority of the family agreed otherwise. This was straight away the case, and Nathan Mayor Rothschild was elected head of the family following his father, Mayor Amschel Rothschild's death. Jacob, or James Mayor Rothschild, goes to Paris, France to set up the bank of de Rothschild Ferez. We'll pick up with uh, Prince William the Ninth. Remember his $3 million that he gave to old, uh, old Rothschild, old mayor himself? We'll pick up with that when we get back. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. Why continue suffering from pain, illness, and disease when natural health and wellness therapies are within your reach? Hundreds of people are reporting improved health and wellness using Rife Frequency technology. In the 1920s, research scientist Royal Raymond Rife discovered that disease organisms can be destroyed using resonant frequencies. The BioSolution Frequency Instrument uses the same technology for relief or elimination of pain and disease conditions. There are no reported side effects. Join others in discovering a return to natural health and wellness. Just don't treat the symptoms, eliminate the cause. BioSolutions has over 550 pre-programmed auto sequences for various health conditions, and it's very easy to use. Customer satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. For more information, call BioSolutions toll-free at 866-885-6625. That's 866-885-6625. Once again, that number, 866-885-6625. The First Amendment in the Bill of Rights limits the government's power by ensuring the freedom of speech and preserving the rights of the people. Every day that passes, our rights gradually slip away. It's time to take a stand and let the government know we're tired of losing our rights. LibertyStickers.com will allow you to express your rights and allow millions of people to see you stand up for what you believe in. LibertyStickers.com carries the largest selection of bumper stickers online, ranging from political to humorous, and is your number one source for Ron Paul for President stickers. As always, you can find your favorite stickers that protest the war and the president. Don't see what you're looking for? Liberty Stickers will custom make stickers that will let you get your message across for all Americans to see. Go to LibertyStickers.com and see pre-made stickers that will get everyone talking. That's LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. Liberty Stickers, the world's most dangerous stickers. Get 
ready for Real Talk Radio. You're listening to the National Intel Report with your host, John Statmiller. Now remember during this time, old James, or Jacob, Mayor Rothschild, he's going to Paris, France to set up the bank there, the Rothschild Bank, in 1814. With regard to the three million Prince William IX of Hesse and Al had entrusted to Mayor Amchel Rothschild for safekeeping, for an account of what happened next, we turn to the Jewish Encyclopedia 1905 edition, volume 10, page 494, which states, according to legend, this money was hidden away in wine casks and escaping the search of Napoleon's soldiers when they entered Frankfurt was restored intact in the same cast in 1814. When the elector, Prince William IX of Hesse-Hanau, returned the electorate, Germany, well, the facts on this is somewhat less romantic and more businesslike. The last line, the money was never returned by Rothschild to Prince William IX of Hesse-Hanau. The encyclopedia goes on to state Nathan Mayer Rothschild invested this $3 million in gold from the East India Company, knowing that it would be needed for Wellington's Peninsula campaign. On the stolen money, Nathan made no less than four profits, on the sale of Wellington's paper, which he bought for 50 cents and a dollar, and collected at par. On the sale of gold to Wellington, on its repurchase, and on forwarding it to Portugal. Now, funding both sides of war, in 1815, the five Rothschild brothers worked to supply gold to both Wellington's army through Nathan in England, and Napoleon's army through Jacob in France, and begin their policy of funding both sides in war. The Rothschilds love wars because they are massive generators of risk-free debt. Rothschilds thrive on communism, fascism, capitalism, and every other ism because they either design them or simply build upon them via their paid-off think tanks. This is because they are guaranteed by the government of a country and therefore the efforts of the population of that country, and it doesn't matter if that country loses the war because the loans are given on the guarantee that the victor will honor the debts of the vanquished. Now, while the Rothschilds are funding both sides in this war, they use the banks they have spread out across Europe to give them an opportunity to set up an unrivaled postal service network of secret routes and fast couriers. The post these couriers carried was to be opened uh, by these couriers and their details given to the Rothschilds, so they are always one step ahead of current events. Furthermore, these Rothschild couriers were the only merchants allowed to pass through the English and French blockades. It was these couriers who also kept Nathan Mayer Rothschild up to date with how the war was going so he could use that intelligence to buy and sell from his position on the stock exchange in accordance with that intelligence. One Rothschild courier was a man named Rothworth. When the outcome of the Battle of Waterloo was won by the British, Rothworth took off for the channel and was able to deliver this news to Nathan Mayer Rothschild a full 24 hours before Wellington's own courier. At that time, British bonds were called councils, and they were traded on the floor of the stock exchange. Nathan Mayer Rothschild instructed all of his workers on the floor to start selling consoles. This made all the other traders believe that the British had, in fact, lost the war. They started selling frantically. 
Therefore, the consuls plummeted in value, which was, which is at the time Nathan Mayer Rothschild discreetly instructed his workers to purchase all the consuls they could lay their hands on. When the news came through that the British had actually won the war, the consuls went up to a level even higher than before the war ending, leaving Nathan, uh, leaving this guy, old Rothschild, with a return of approximately 21, 20 to 1 on his investment. Now, this gave the Rothschild family complete control of the British economy. Now, the financial center of the world following Napoleon's defeat enforced England to set up a new Bank of England, which Nathan Mayer Rothschild controlled. Interestingly, a hundred years later, the New York Times would run a story stating that Nathan Mayer Rothschild's grandson had attempted to secure a court order to suppress publication of a book which had this insider trading story in it. The Rothschild family claimed the story was untrue and libelous, but the court denied the Rothschild's request and ordered the family to pay all court cost. Now, popping back to 1815, this is the year Nathan Mayer Rothschild makes his famous statement, I care not what puppet is placed upon the throne of England to rule the empire on which the sun never sets. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British Empire, and I control the British money supply. He would go on to brag that in uh, 17 years he had been in England, he had increased the 20,000 pound stake given to him by his father 2,500 times to 50 million pounds. Remember, this is 1815. The Rothschilds also used their control of the Bank of England to replace the method of shipping gold from country to country and instead used their five banks spread across Europe to set up a system of paper debits and credits, the banking system of today. By the end of this century, There was a period of time that was known as the age of the Rothschilds. It is estimated that the Rothschild family controlled half the wealth of the world. However, something that did not go well for the Rothschilds this year was the Congress of Vienna, which started in September 1814 and concluded in June of that year. The reason for this Congress of Vienna was that for the Rothschilds to create a form of world government to give them complete control over much of the civilized world. Many of the European governments were in debt to the Rothschilds, so they figured they could use that as a bargaining tool. However, the Tsar Alexander I of Russia, who had not succumbed to the Rothschild Central Bank, would not go along with the plan, so the Rothschild world government plan failed, at least for the time being. Enraged by this, Nathan Mayer Rothschild swore that someday he or his descendants would destroy the Tsar, Alexander's first entire family and descendants. Unfortunately, he was true to his word, and 102 years later, Rothschild-funded Bolsheviks would act upon that promise. Now, interestingly, world government fanatic and Ashkenazi Jew, Henry, or Heinz Kissinger, did his doctoral dissertation on the Congress of Vienna. And remember what he was during World War II. He was a double-ot spy, folks, for Russia, the Communists, and also for the United States. In 1816, the American Congress passes a bill permitting yet another Rothschild-dominated central bank. 
which gives the Rothschilds control of the American money supply again. This is called the Second Bank of the United States and is given a 20-year charter. The British war against the America therefore ends with deaths of thousands of British and American soldiers, but the Rothschilds get their bank. In 1818, following the French securing massive loans in 1817 in order to help rebuild after their disastrous defeat at Waterloo, Rothschild agents brought vast amounts of French government bonds, causing their value to increase. And on November 5th, dumped a lot of the, on the open market, causing their value to plummet and France to go into financial panic. The Rothschilds then stepped in to take control of the French money supply. This was the same year the Rothschilds were able to loan five million pounds to the Prussian government. Kalman, known as Karl Mayer Rothschild, was sent to Naples, Italy. He would end up doing a lot of business with the Vatican and Pope Gregory XVI subsequently conferred upon him the Order of St. George. Also, whenever a pope received Kalman, he would give him his hand rather than a customary toe to kiss, which showed the extent of Kalman's power over the Vatican. In 1822, the Emperor of Austria made the five Rothschild brothers barons. Nathan, Mayor Rothschild, chose not to take the title. In 1823, the Rothschilds take over the financial operations of the Catholic Church worldwide. So, uh, folks, you've heard this argument before. Well, it's not the Zionist. It's the Church of Rome. No, they own the Church of Rome. In 1827, a name that's familiar to you, Sir Walter Scott publishes his nine-volume set, The Life of Napoleon. In Volume 2, he states that the French Revolution was planned by the Illuminati, Adam Weishaupt, and was financed by the money changers of Europe, the Rothschilds. In 1833, President Andrew Jackson started removing the government's deposits from the Rothschild-controlled Second Bank of the United States and instead deposits them, uh, dis- de- makes their deposits into banks directed by Democratic banners. In 1833, President Andrew Jackson starts removing, removing rather the government's deposits from the Rothschild-controlled Second Bank of the United States. As I said, this causes the Rothschilds to panic, so they do what they do best, contact the money supply, or contract it, rather, causing a depression. Let me stop here. This is exactly what they did in 1929. This is exactly what they did in 2008. This is how they can control governments by restricting the money supply. What do you see going on today? Is there any money for you to borrow? No. They're cleaning up and consolidating their banking industry. They're making the moves on the Treasury and the Fed to have almost total control in this country, folks. That's what's going on right now as the clock ticks. Now, as I said, this causes the Rothschilds to panic, so they do what they do best, contract the money supply, causing a depression. President Jackson knows what they're up to and later states, You are a den of thieves and vipers, and I intend to rout you out. And by the eternal God, I will rout you out. We'll take this break. We'll be right back.
Attention RBN listeners, the freeze-dry guy, providing the finest in long-term storage food since 1970. Today, the U.S. military and the U.S. submarine service enjoy using these products extensively. In actual scientific tests, these foods typically maintain their high nutritional value in excess of 30 years. These foods are delicious tasting, hearty, light to carry, and easy to prepare under the most adverse conditions. Unfortunately, many people building a family food storage program, as well as many companies providing emergency feeding programs simply do not give you enough protein, especially animal protein. No other food satisfies like animal protein during stressful times. If you're a meat eater, you will definitely want our freeze-dried meats and entrees, but we do offer vegetarian items as well. Visit freezedryguide.com or call 866-404-FOOD, 866-404-3663. Freeze-Dry Guy, the best you can buy. Welcome to America. It's time for change. The new president is talking about change. Are you talking about change? You know, changing your lifestyle to become more healthy? Well, here's how the staff at Life Change T feels. Make the change to be healthy before your body forces you to change. Organ failure, sickness, chemical poisoning, toxins, and much more. They'll force you to change for the worse. A willing change is much better than a change by force. Call Life Change T now. 928 928-308-0408. 928-308-0408. Or you can order online at getthetea.com. You heard it, getthetea.com. Make an investment in your life. Life Change T. Oh, and P.S., you'll lose some weight. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. Wasn't that the idea when we started out? The school, that's what they said the Constitution was about. In 1834, the Italian revolutionary Giuseppe Mazzini was selected by the Illuminati to direct their revolutionary program throughout the world and would serve in that capacity until he died in 1872. 1835, on January 30th, an assassin tries to shoot President Jackson, but by, by way of miracle, both the assassin's pistols misfired. President Jackson would later claim that he knew the Rothschilds were responsible for that attempted assassination. He's not the only one. The assassin, Richard Lawrence, who was found not guilty by reason of insanity, later bragged that the powerful people in Europe 
had hired him and promised to protect him if he were caught. Two other presidents, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll talk about Lincoln here in a few minutes. But this talk show host contention is that both Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy was basically killed for the same reason, printing their own money, parallel currencies against the coin of the realm. The Rothschilds acquire the rights in Almaden Quicksilver Mines in Spain. This was the time the biggest concession in the world, and as Quicksilver was the vital component in refining of gold or silver, this gave the Rothschilds a virtual world monopoly. In 1836, following his years of fighting against the Rothschilds and their central bank in America, Andrew Jackson finally succeeds in throwing the Rothschild Central Bank out of America when the bank's charter is not renewed. It would not be until 1913 that the Rothschilds would be able to set up their third central bank in America, the Federal Reserve. And to ensure no mistakes are made, this time they will put one of their own bloodline, Jacob Schiff, in charge of that project. The Rothschilds send one of their own, August Belmont, an Ashkenazi Jew, to America to salvage their banking interest, defeated by President Andrew Jackson. In 1840, the Rothschilds become the Bank of England's bullion brokers. They set up agencies in California and Australia. In 1841, President John Tyler, the 10th President of the United States, from 1841 to 1845, vetoed the act to renew the charter for the Bank of the United States. He goes on to receive hundreds of letters threatening him with assassination. In 1844, Solomon Mayer Rothschild purchases the United Coal Mines of Vitkovice, uh, an Austro-Hungarian blast furnace company that would go on to be one of the top ten global industrial concerns. Benjamin Disraeli, an Ashkenazi Jew, who would later go on to become British Prime Minister twice, the only admitted Ashkenazi Jew to do so, publishes Cohensby, in which he characterizes Nathan Mayer Rothschild as the lord and master of the money markets of the world and, of course, virtually lord and master over everything else. He literally held the revenues of southern Italy in pawn, and monarchs and ministers of all countries courted his advice and were guided by his suggestions. In 1845, the great American patriot Andrew Jackson, 7th President of the United States, dies. Before his death, he is asked what, regarded, what would he regard as his greatest achievement. He replies without hesitation, I killed the bank. This is in reference to the fact that he banished the Rothschild Second Bank of the United States in 1836. Jacob Mayer Rothschild, James, who by now had married his niece, Betty, Solomon Mayer Rothschild's daughter, now known as Baron James D. Rothschild, wins the contract to build his first major railway line across the country. This was called the Chemin de Fer du Nord and ran initially from Paris to uh, Valenciennes, I think this is, and then joined with the Austrian rail network built by his brother and wife's father, Solomon Mayer Rothschild. In 1847, Lionel D. Rothschild, now married to the daughter of his uncle, 
Kalman, or Carl Mayer Rothschild, is elected to the parliamentary seat for the City of London. A requirement, by the way, for entering Parliament was to take an oath in the true faith of Christian, the Christian faith. Lionel de Rothschild refused to do this, and he was Jewish, and his seat in Parliament remained empty for 11 years. Until new oaths were allowed, he must have been an invaluable representative for his constituency, bearing in mind he would never vote on any bill as he never entered Parliament. Now, I wonder how he managed to keep his parliamentary seat for 11 years. In 1848, Karl Marx, an Ashkenazi Jew, publishes the Communist Manifesto. Interestingly, at the same time he is working on this, Karl Ritter of Frankfurt University was writing the antithesis, which would form the basis for Frederick Wilhelm Nitschke's Nitschkeism. This was later developed into fascism and then into Nazism and was used to foment the First and Second World Wars. Eva Hane, this was Amschel Mayor Rothschild's wife, she dies. In 1849, Gutel Schnappner, Mayor Amschel Rothschild's wife, dies. Before her death, she would nonchalantly state, If my sons did not want wars, there would be none. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is, gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you, and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. With financial uncertainty circling the globe due to job losses, decline in the housing market, a climate of corruption, bailouts, currency rigging, and unfair competition, many are once more turning to precious metals as the only hedge against the uncertainty of the future. With the U.S. House conducting hearings on proposals to confiscate workers' personal retirement accounts, including 401Ks and IRAs, this is the time to secure your assets. Call Republic Trading Group today, 800-691-7898, before this happens, 
and find out how easy it is to convert your existing IRA and in some instances your 401k plan into real wealth now. Don't let the ravages of hyperinflation caused by the massive increase of fiat currency now flooding world markets affect your retirement account. Call RTG at 800-691-7898 and experience the security and peace of mind that only real gold and silver can offer. That number again is 800-691-7898. Call now. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you, and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. You're tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show. In 1850, construction begins this decade on the manor houses of Mentmore in England and uh, Fieri's in France. More Rothschild's manors will follow throughout the world, all of them filled with works of art. Uh, Jacob James Rothschild in France is said to be worth 600 million francs, which at the time was 150 million francs more than all the other bankers in France put together. 1852... N.M. Rothschild and Sons begins refining gold and silver for the Royal Mint and the Bank of England and other international customers. 1853, Nathan D. Rothschild, the son-in-law of Jacob or James Mayer Rothschild, purchases Chateaubrand Morton, the Bordeaux vineyard of Monton, and renames it Chateau Monton Rothschild. In 1858, Lionel D. Rothschild finally takes his seat in Parliament when the requirement to take an oath in the true faith of Christendom is broadened to include other oaths. He becomes the first Jewish member of the President's British Parliament, or the Jewish member of the British Parliament, I should say. And remember Barry Sartoro at his inauguration speech about atheists as well? <laughs> In 1861, President Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, sorry to say that Mr. Lincoln himself was, was Jewish, 16th President of the United States from 1860 till his assassination in 1865, he approached the big banks in New York to try to obtain loans to support the ongoing American Civil War. As these large banks were heavily under the influence of the Rothschilds, they offer him a deal they know he can't accept, 24 to 36% interest on all monies loaned. Well, 
I think his name was, it wasn't Silverstein, I'll think of it here in a second, what Mr. Lincoln's real name was. I'll have to refer to Jack Otto's book, World War III. I remember reading it there. If I have time, I'll dig out the book and give it to you today. If not, tomorrow. Now, needless to say, this outraged Lincoln about this high level of interest, and he prints his own debt-free money and informs the public that it is now legal tender for both public and private debts. By April, $449,338,902 worth of Lincoln's debt-free money has been printed and distributed. He states of this, We gave the people of this republic the greatest blessing they ever had, their own paper money to pay their own debts. Notice I said paper. That same year, the Times of London publishes a story containing the following statement. If that mischievous financial policy, which had its origin in North American Republic, should become indurated down to a fixture, then that government will furnish its own money without cost. It will pay off debts and be without debt. It will have all the money necessary to carry on its commerce. It will become prosperous beyond precedent in the history of civilized governments of the world. The brains and the wealth of all countries will go to North America. That government must be destroyed or it will destroy every monarchy on the globe. In 1863, Lincoln discovers the Tsar of Russia, Alexander II, was having problems with the Rothschilds as well as he was refusing their continual attempts to set up a central bank in Russia. The Tsar then gives President Lincoln some unexpected help. The Tsar issued orders that if either England or France actively intervened in the American Civil War and helped the South, Russia would consider such action a declaration of war and take sides with Lincoln. The Rothschild Banking House in Naples, C.M. de Rothschild, E. Figley, closes following the unification of Italy. The Rothschilds use one of their own in America, John D. Rockefeller, to form an oil business called Standard Oil, which eventually takes over all of its competition. In 1864, Rothschild, August Belmont, who by now is the Democrat Party National Chairman, supports General George McClellan as a Democratic nominee to run against Lincoln in this year's election. Much to the anger of Belmont, President Lincoln wins the election. In 1865, in a statement to Congress, Lincoln states, I have two great enemies, the Southern Army in front of me and the financial institutions in the rear. Of the two, the one in my rear is my greatest foe. Later that year, on April 14th, President Lincoln is assassinated less than two months before the end of the American Civil War. Following a brief training period, in the Rothschild's London Bank, Jacob Schiff, a Rothschild born in the house in Frankfurt, arrives in America at the age of 18. With instructions and the finance necessary to buy into banking house there, the purpose of this was to carry out the following task. One, gain control of America's money system through the establishment of a central bank. Two, find desirable men who for a price would be willing to serve as stooges 
for the Illuminati and promote them into high places in the federal government, the Congress, Supreme Court, and all the federal agencies. Instruction 3. Create minority groups striped throughout the nations, particularly targeting the whites and the blacks. Now, a word on this, because I've said this before. The rub in America was not that white people saw black people as a threat because of their skin color or the texture of their hair. It was their political ideology, ladies and gentlemen. And the 1968 Civil Rights Act made them 14th American, 14th Amendment citizens here in America and on, literally, the government dole. This has been and has been the rub between racial disparity in this country between whites and blacks. And, and nobody really ever spoke of it openly or publicly. It was just the rabble-rousers that kept stirring things up. I don't think there's a man or woman alive in this country that would look at anybody of any other different color than himself and go, I'm superior to you. We'll leave that to the Ashkenazi Jew. Instruction four, create a movement to destroy religion in the United States with Christianity as its main target. Now, I have heard recently that the grand plan, and let me digress here for a moment, the grand plan uh, and getting caught up in the symbology and, you know, how these people really are devil worshipers and Luciferians. Folks, after years of study on this issue, that's, in my estimation, not true. Symbology is important, say, in the corporate world. You know, an identification or a marker, if you will. Something that you're aligned with or your allegiance is with. But it is not my belief that these people actually do believe that Lucifer himself, and I think this is another ploy, is their God. They don't believe in anything but themselves. They believe in their own souls. Nothing outside of them. Nothing. So that would naturally do away with God, the devil, or anything else. It is just themselves. And I've given that a lot of thought over the years, folks. Because I, I've always heard people pushing the satanic God thing. God, Satan, Satan, God. As if we are to wait until the all-time Mac Daddy of battles takes place between God and the devil. In my estimation, ladies and gentlemen, that is just another distraction based along political beliefs or religious beliefs to keep people stagnant. It is not God, in my opinion, or the devil that is doing this. It is that the deeds of the less than perfect human being on this earth capable of all kinds of evil deeds. That's my own personal opinion. And I'm sticking to it.
Nathan D. Rothschild becomes member of the parliament for Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire, 1868. Jacob James Rothschild, Mayor Rothschild rather, dies shortly after purchasing Chateau Lafitte, one of the four great premier grand crew estates of France. He's the last of Mayor Amschel Rothschild's sons to die. In 1871, an American general named Albert Pike, who had been enticed into the Illuminati by Giuseppe Massini, completes his military blueprint for three world wars and various revolutions throughout the world, culminating into moving this great conspiracy into its final stages. The First World War is to be fought for the purpose of destroying the Tsar in Russia, as promised by Nathan Mayer Rothschild in 1815. The Tsar is to be replaced with communism, which is to be used to attack religions, predominantly Christianity. The difference between the British and the German empires are to be used to foment this war. The Second War is to be used to foment the controversy between fascism and political Zionism with the slaughter of Jews in Germany, a lichpin in bringing hatred against the German people. The Third World War is to be played out by stirring up hatred of the Muslims' world for the purposes of playing the Islamic world and the political Zionists off against one another. Whilst this is going on, the remaining nations will be forced to fight themselves into a state of mental, physical, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. Pike, who had been elected as a sovereign commander of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry's southern jurisdiction in 1859, was the most powerful Freemason in America. He had retained that post for 32 years until his death in 1891. Then everywhere, the people will be forced to fend themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries and will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitudes disillusioned with Christianity whose spirits will be from that moment without direction and leadership and anxious for an ideal. But without knowledge where to send its adoration will receive the true lie through the universal manifestation of pure doctrine of Lucifer brought finally into public view. And again, what I believe to be a trick by the liars and manipulators. The manifestation which will result from a general reactionary movement will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. He also published a book on the subject in 1872 entitled Morals and Dogma of the Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, which he candidly states the following. Lucifer, the light bearer, strange and mysterious name to give the spirit of darkness, Lucifer, the son of morning, it is he who bears the light in which its splendors, intolerable blinds, feeble, sensual, or selfish souls, doubt it not. In 1873, the loss making Rio Tinto copper mines in Spain are purchased by a group of foreign financiers, including the Rothschilds. These mines represented Europe's largest source of copper. In 1875, on January 1 of that year, Jacob Schiff, now Solomon Loeb's son-in-law, after marrying his daughter Teresa, takes control of the banking house Kuhn, Loeb, and Company. He goes on to finance John D. Rockefeller's Standard Oil Company, Edward R. Harriman's Railroad Empire, 
in Andrew Carnegie's steel empire, this all with Rothschild money. He then identifies the other largest bankers in America at the time. They are J.P. Morgan, who controls Wall Street, and the Drexels and the Biddles of Philadelphia. All the other dance to the music of those three houses. Schiff then gets the European Rothschilds to set up European branches of these three large banks on the understanding that Schiff, and therefore Rothschild, is to be the boss of banking in New York, and therefore America. N.M. Rothschild and Sons undertake a share issue to raise capital for the first channel tunnel project to link Franks to England, with half of its capital coming from the Rothschild-owned Compagnie du Chelem d'Affaires du Ford, or Nord, rather, and I'm not going to try that one again. This year, Lionel D. Rothschild also loans Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli the finance for the British government to purchase the shares of the Suez Canal from Said of Egypt. This was done as the Rothschilds needed this access uh, route to be held by a government they controlled so they could use that government's military to protect their huge business interest in the Middle East. In 1878, Otto von Bismarck states, The division of the United States into two federations of equal force was decided long before the Civil War by the high financial power of Europe. These bankers were afraid that the United States, if they remained in one block and as one nation, would attain economical and financial independence, which would upset their financial domination over the world. And let me drop back here for a second to old Abe Lincoln, being an Ashkenazi Jew himself. And at the time of the great strife here in America, literally a country fighting each other. Well, he pulled a few rabbits out of his hat that didn't make the financiers real happy, but they got what they wanted, a weakened America. And don't forget what happened after the Civil War. It was supposed to go back as it was before the Civil War, but it didn't, did it? Read your history, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the Federalists had wanted. This is what a lot of people had wanted for a long time. Federal control and a centralized federal government. The voice of the Rothschilds predominated. They foresaw the tremendous booty if they could substitute two feeble democracies indebted to the financiers to the vigorous republic, confident and self-providing. Therefore, they started their emissaries in order to exploit the question of slavery and thus dig an abyss between the two parts of the republic. In 1879, Lionel de Rothschild dies. The only good thing about these people is they don't live forever, folks. But their prodigy lives on, and so does their grand plans. We'll be back right after this break. Are you new to freeze-dried foods? These fine, easily storable foods were first developed for the U.S. space program. Today, the U.S. military and the U.S. submarine service enjoy using these products extensively. Freeze-dried foods typically maintain their high nutritional value in excess of 30 years. Why store emergency food? Keeping food on hand for emergencies protects you the same way as does insurance on your home or car. 
With Freeze-Dry Guy freeze-dried foods in your food reserve, you can be ready for just about any unexpected crisis. In today's turbulent times of uncertainty, global crisis, world market collapse, stock market volatility, increased frequency of natural and man-made disasters, there has never been a better time to get a survival insurance policy. Take the necessary steps to protect your family in these uncertain times. Visit freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-FOOD, 866-404-3663. We pay the freight within the lower 48 states. With recent international flight from the dollar, it's confusing. How to protect your wealth against this invisible loss of purchasing power? Let the Republic Trading Group help you see through the fog and deception of the fiat money masters. The fact is gold is and always has been the only insurance against the erosion of your wealth. So put the power of gold to work for you and rest assured your purchasing power is secure. Buy your gold from the most dependable and reputable dealer, Republic Trading Group. Call today, 1-800-691-7898, and let Robbie Noel help you see through the fog. When you support the Republic Trading Group, you're also supporting Republic Broadcasting Network. So visit our new and improved website today, republictradinggroup.net, for daily news and information from around the world. Don't be confused. Call Republic Trading Group today, 1-800-691-7898, and lock in the power of gold. Hi, I'm Roger Mason, the inventor of Beta Prostate. Men, are you getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom? Is your love life not what it used to be? Many men don't realize these issues are often related to their prostate health. Prostate problems start about age 40, and by 50, over half of men already have a prostate problem. This only gets worse. What can you do? See a doctor for checkups and take Beta Prostate. It is the well-researched natural formula that supports a healthy prostate, and it's made with pure beta cytosterol, 11 essential minerals plus vitamin D. This is the best-selling prostate formula in the world. It's safe, it's healthy, and what every man over 40 should take for good prostate nutrition. To try Beta Prostate risk-free, dial 1-800-362-5848. Call today for Beta Prostate and get Roger Mason's best-selling book free with your order. Dial 1-800-362-5848. That's 1-800-362-5848. <laughs> A note here, folks, uh, that uh, Abraham Lincoln's real name was Springsteen. Abraham Lincoln, now Abraham Springsteen. And you notice what Barry Sartoro swore an oath on. Well, the one that he screwed up, that is. That was the 1861 inaugural Lincoln an Ashkenazi Jew, black guy, swearing allegiance for socialism and world banking and world dominance and the New World Order. That's what that was about. In 1880, Rothschild agents began fomenting a series of pogroms predominantly in Russia, but also in Poland, Bulgaria, and Romania. These resulted in the slaughter of thousands of innocent Jews, causing approximately two million to flee mainly to New York, but also to Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, and Los Angeles. The reason these pogroms were initiated was to create a large Jewish base in America. 
who, when they arrived, would be educated to register as Democrat voters. Some 20 years later, this would result in a massive Democratic power base in the United States. And he used to elect the Rothschild frontmen, such as Woodrow Wilson, to the presidency to carry out the bidding of the Rothschilds. Remember, Federal Reserve Act of 1913. eighteen eighty one President James A. Garfield, the twentieth president of the United States who lasted only a hundred days, states two weeks before his assassination, whoever controls the volume of money in our country is absolute master of all industry and commerce. And when you realize that the entire system is very easily controlled one way or the other, by a few powerful men at the top, you will not have have to be told how periods of inflation and depression originate. In 1886, the French Rothschild Bank, de Rothschild Ferez, obtains substantial amounts of Russian oil fields and forms the Caspian and Black Sea Petroleum Company, which quickly becomes the world's second largest oil producer. In 1887, opium trafficker in China, Edward Albert Sassoon, marries Aline Caroline de Rothschild, the granddaughter of Jacob James Mayor Rothschild. Aline, Carolyn's father, Gustav, together with his brother, Alphonse, took over the Rothschild's French arm following Father Jacob's death. The Rothschild's finance, the amalgamation of the Kimberley diamond mines in South Africa, they subsequently become the biggest shareholders of this company, De Beers, and mines uh, precious stones in Africa and India. In 1888, Naomi Halfrin, future wife of Maurice de Rothschild is born. In 1891, the British labor leader makes the following statement on the subject of the Rothschilds. Now remember, this is a British labor leader in the House of Commons. This blood-sucking crew has been the cause of untold mischief and misery in Europe during the present century and has piled up its prodigious wealth chiefly through fomenting wars between states which ought never to have quarreled. Whenever there is trouble in Europe, wherever rumors of war circulate and men's minds are distraught with fear of change and calamity, you may be sure that a hook-nosed Rothschild is at his games somewhere near the region of the disturbance. Comments like this, by the way, worry the Rothschilds, and toward the end of the 1880s, they purchase Reuters news agency so they can have some control of the media. And finishing up this section, 1895, Edwin James de Rothschild, the youngest son of Jacob, James Mayer Rothschild, visits Palestine and subsequently supplies the funds to found the first Jewish colonies there. This is to further their long-term objective of creating a Rothschild-owned country. We'll continue with this tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see you then. With re-